0: here tonight and we're gonna review the lessons that we've had for the last four weeks um, talking about truce and um, hopefully these truce are are helping us in Jesus' name. The first lesson we dealt with was the two two debtors. We talked about the fact that uh, whoever's been forgiven much will learn how to love much. And so that was uh, established out of Luke chapter number seven. And so hopefully that was a blessing to you, praise God. I want to be the one that loves the Lord as much as I can. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, the next week we talked about the, par- or the talents. Um, we uh, established our, our, our Bible study out of Matthew chapter 25, which deals with uh, the fact that God expects us to do our part in the kingdom. Amen. And so God gives us talents, and that's really where they come from, isn't it? And so somebody said one time, God gave no man greatness, but he gave him the ability in which to achieve it. And so you and I, with, with, um, with the ability that God gives us, we can take our talents and we can give them to the Lord and we can use them in the kingdom. Amen. And so let's consider that lesson and let's um, see where that fits into our daily living and for our, our part in the kingdom of God. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we dealt with um, the Father's waiting and dealt with mainly the prodigal, or the prodigal story. Had three uh, major characters in it, the younger son, the elder son, and then, of course, the loving father, and all of the positions that they played and, and uh, so on and so forth. And so help us, Lord God, to come to ourselves and to um, and, and, uh, and be forgiven and to be put into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. Can you say Amen. Last week, we dealt with, for a season, uh, kind of a a sobering lesson, if I can put it that way, 16th chapter of the book of uh, Luke has to do with uh, a story that Jesus told, um, an actual story, in my opinion, that was uh, in hell and what the the conversation that was there, and and so we, we talked about that. And we saw that how the story really, what it wants to do or what God wants to do for us, is turn a story of rags to riches. And so I thank God for these lessons. I hope that you're reading the devotional and these things are being applied uh, in your life uh, on a daily basis. And so tonight we're going to continue on and we're going to talk about some uh, things about being lost, uh, uh, two verses. uh, areas of scripture that we're going to deal with one is the 15th chapter of the book of uh, Luke again And then we're going to talk about the story of Zacchaeus Which is found in the 19th chapter of the book of uh, Luke and so hopefully we can get some uh, We can get some wisdom and understanding and knowledge into our lives in Jesus name praise God anybody here ever been lost? Yeah, yeah praise God Uh, What's the longest that you've ever been lost? The adrenaline was running, right? Yes, could lift cars, leap tall buildings. You could do all of that. You didn't even need your Clark Kent glasses, did you? Praise God. Anyone else over here, the longest you've ever been um, lost? Lost. Anybody? Praise God. Well, if not, I can tell you a little story that my wife and I had. The longest I was ever lost, it seemed like about 400 years my wife and I were in Chicago. This was uh, quite a few years back. And we were trying to do a shortcut. And uh, we took a turn, and it just just seemed like it was getting more and more hopeless. By the time we got about two or three or maybe five miles up the road there, uh, there we were stopping at intersections where all of the windows were barred. And people were looking very suspiciously at our Iowa plates. And, um, and so I'll never forget that feeling, either. I think the adrenaline was running pretty pretty rampant with us, and we were definitely speaking a little louder to each other, I think. And she was only just about a foot away from me, and I didn't have any trouble hearing her, and she didn't have any trouble hearing me. But uh, being lost is, is uh, one of those things that just you never forget, do you? It just is, is it's not a very good feeling, and, and um, I don't know about you, but it, it just is very, very, very uncomfortable. Can you imagine being in the woods someplace and out hiking and kind of like what he was doing there, and all of a sudden you look up and you just say, man, I don't know where I'm going. I, 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 it's a very, very uncomfortable feeling. Well, in in this Bible study, it, it, it kind of gives a little bit of a definition of being lost, and so let me read this to you. It talks about the fact that being lost means that we have become disconnected from what makes us feel secure. Doesn't that make sense? We all like to be secure, don't we? We like to know where we're going. We like to know what's happening and, and so on and so forth. It also, it says, it takes away our sense of balance in life and leaves us looking for something. Now, loss means that what was once clearly seen and visible is now hidden from sight so being lost can also bring about the greatest feeling of aloneness a human being can experience and so being lost is is not something that uh, that any of us want to do on a regular basis but that is where we find ourselves from time to time and then if you want to apply the situation to what we're really talking about tonight we're really not talking so much about being physically lost as we are talking about being spiritually lost, praise God, and um, uh, you know, I, I I I thank God that that you know through Jesus Christ, the Scripture says that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. You know what I kind of look at that as sometimes, from time to time, what I what I see that as an envision is um, on the coast where we visited at, from time to time. One of the things that you'll find, especially on the West Coast, is you'll find going down through Washington and Oregon there, periodically you're going to find lighthouses. And this is what I see with Jesus, Jesus being this gigantic lighthouse that's going 24-7. Just that beacon is going. And, and it's open for the whole world, praise God. And, um, and so I see that. I see that Jesus is, is there Jesus is trying to help us to, to, to not be lost. And he's seeking that which is, you know, he's seeking that which is lost. And so you can, you can understand that and you can recognize that in your everyday life. Every place you go, praise God. You know, God will use you as a beacon, literally, to show that light. Praise God. One of the prayers that I pray is I pray that the darkness in this area every day will be lifted and that the blindness will be lifted, praise God. And what for? So that people will see their need to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Would you like to pray that prayer with me right now? Let's do that right now. Let's just pretend that Jesus is in here. He's in this area right now. He's showing his giant light all over this county right now in Jesus' name. Do you feel that? Come on, I'm telling you, nobody in this county needs to be hopelessly lost. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Oh, help us, Lord God. Help us to understand that. Praise God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. So thankful, Lord God. So thankful that I once was lost, but now I'm found. Praise God. Oh, what a feeling. What a beautiful feeling, praise God, that you and I, we have that hope in us That is Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What do you say we lift up our voices just for maybe about 15 seconds? And let's thank God for being found. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for being found. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I once was lost, but now I am found in Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God. And so thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, the scripture teaches us in the 15th chapter of the book of John, it talks about that Jesus said that greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And so we understand that's exactly what Jesus has done, hasn't he? He laid down his life, praise God, so that people could be found and so that people don't have to be lost in Jesus' name. And so being spiritually lost, praise God, is a world that you and I walk through on a regular basis. But the good news is that giant, that giant um, uh, uh, tower is out there, and that light beacon is going around and around and around. And if people can get their eyes open, praise God, they can see very clearly, just like you did, praise God, that that light is for them in Jesus' name. Look at the the Scripture. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of um, of Luke, chapter number 15, and we'll talk about this in this first part here. We're talking about things that are lost that can be found. Praise God. Scripture says in Luke, chapter 15, and verse number 15, or verse number 1, rather, 15 and 1, it says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and the sinners for to hear him. (laughs) And the Bible says, (coughs) it says, And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Imagine that. They were criticizing Jesus for, you know, for for hanging out with sinners, I guess, if you want to put it this way. And so Jesus, as he was always ready to do, the scripture says he spoke this parable or this illustration unto them so that they could help, so they could understand what he was talking about. He said, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he findeth it. And when he hath found it, he layeth upon his shoulders rejoicing. And so when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which is lost. Praise God. Everybody say, Rejoice. Praise God. People who are lost and are found, praise God. It's a rejoicing in heaven, praise God, that, that, uh, you know, I just can't imagine how loud it gets from time to time. Scripture in, 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 in the same chapter there in verse number 15 and verse number 7 goes on to say, it says, I say unto you that likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. It says, more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. And then in verse number 8, he gives us another illustration. He says, either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Verse number 9 says, and when she had found it, she called her friends And her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Praise God. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels over God, or of God over one sinner that repenteth. Can you say amen? Amen. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the other week when we were in the back after we had dismissed the service out here. And we all went to the back, and um, I think it was Hector that was going to be baptized and that type of thing. This is what this kind of reminds me of, praise God, is when we got back there. Did anybody feel the joy of the Lord while we were singing that song? Praise God. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord since the name of the Lord has. Do you feel the joy when you sing that back there? I do too. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. Since the name of the Lord has set me free. I like it when we sing this too. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I'm so glad the Lord saved me. You know, if it hadn't been for Jesus where would I be? I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Sing it again. Amen. I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Yes, I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Cause if it hadn't been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad the Lord saved me. Come on, let's thank the Lord for being lost, but being found in Jesus' name. The joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Praise God. You know, the scripture teaches us in Hebrews chapter number 12, you know, after that 11th chapter, it talks about the... Great a cloud of witness that you and I have all throughout the history of the human race. Praise God, there's always been a light. God has always had a light. Praise God that he was shining. And so that people can see very clearly, praise God, where they need to be in Jesus' name. Let me read this for you. Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 1. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Everybody say the weight. And it says, and the sin, everybody say the sin. It says, which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, somebody say amen. amen. Verse number 2, it says, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise God. Jesus understood the joy, too, of people coming to him, praise God. And so that's why it was worth it. Everything that he did was worth it in Jesus' name, praise God. Let me read to you again also Isaiah chapter 61, praise God. It says something there that I think is noteworthy tonight. And we're talking about lost things that are found. We're talking about the joy of the Lord, praise God, that comes with knowing that God is seeking and saving that which is lost in Jesus' name. Look at Isaiah chapter 61, and in verse number 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Why? For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. Do you see that? That's what God does for us. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. Now, I'm talking about a, a one size that'll fit every one of us, praise God. The scripture says, as a bridegroom decked himself with ornaments and as a bride adorned herself with her jewels. That's what we're talking about, praise God. Are you glad that you've been, that you've been found in the name of Jesus? I am too in Jesus' name. Sister Carnahan, I'm going to go ahead and have you go ahead and play the video if you wouldn't mind. Yes.
1: I was raised in a single parent home for the majority of my life, which produced a lot of challenges, and one of my issues was having a stable identity. I oftentimes seen families that had a full unit, and it brought a lot of confusion in, in my world. You know, what, what did we do wrong, and why weren't we blessed enough to have that type of atmosphere on a daily basis? Produced a lot of problems in my life. I mean, I grew up in church since I was two years old, played in the drums since I was five, involved in the music department. But there was a season where I began to really question if if God was real and and if He if He loved us so much and why did our family have to struggle? And why did we have to be the ones? You know, we were the only side of the family that had our problems. So I started drifting. I started walking away from God. I started having a lot of issues that came to the surface and I remember there was one particular time that I walked out the doors of our church and said, I'll never be back. Sadly, I was being influenced by those who had a bitter spirit and really had no care and concern for the house of God, but wanted to do their own thing. And so I was following the crowd. I was literally walking away from God. It wasn't until one morning when I pulled up upon an accident scene and I saw a young man there laying and crying out, God help me Lord. He was on a motorcycle, his body was wrecked, tangled, broken, bruised and the Lord spoke to me and said, my compassion towards hurting and broken people is how I want to reach you today. And so I watched this young man who was hurt and as the medical team come in, they swarmed him. And my heart began to become warm and I felt that this is how God was reaching me today. All of heaven is standing at attention when that one person comes to repentance and cries out. And so my journey of walking away from God was short. It was about 12 weeks, but it was long enough for me to realize I cannot live without a daily relationship with God. I wanna be close. I don't wanna have to have an accident for all of heaven to come at my attention. I wanna be able to wake up in the morning in my routines of prayer, devotion, the time when I'm sipping on my coffee and reading the word of God, that I can feel an angelic host of heaven come down right in my living room, my prayer moment, and realize that it's better to walk with Jesus than to walk away from him.
0: Praise God. What a beautiful, beautiful little message. Praise God. Better to walk with him than to walk away from him. Praise God. Well, the next portion of this Bible study, we're going to kind of center in on, on, a, on a character here that was very, very much, uh, if you want to talk about it, between a rock and a hard place. You know, nobody really liked him. He was very rich. He was uh, a tax collector. And, I, you know, I'm thinking tonight, how could we liken that? Who would who would be like somebody like that in our world today? Somebody like Zacchaeus. Who who would that be? Who's that? Well, that's probably. Um, you're getting close. Ooh, yeah. I promised myself I wasn't gonna get political. Yeah. I, some would say, I, know. I know, as some would say. <laughs> Praise God. Didn't the uh. Jews kinda like say they were traitors? That's what they like. Yeah, somebody who maybe had made a mistake uh, in, and, and betrayed that type of thing. But you just, you know, you never know, you know. But again you're you're talking about um, you're talking about somebody who wasn't well liked, period. And so I don't know what was going through his heart or what was going through his mind, you know, and that type of thing. But, you know, I have made mistakes like that before, looking at people and just assuming that I knew, you know, what they were thinking. I knew where they were at and that type of thing. And, um, uh, you know, you just never know. I'll never forget God uh, did something for me one time to try to cure me of that. There was um, a person over in Buffalo that I was um, dealing with, with with band instruments, and the person was very, very obnoxious, very obnoxious to me. Every time I would go into his office, I had my repair kit, and all I really wanted to do was just to help the guy, but he would speak very unkindly and that type of thing, and and this went on for about a year and a half, but I always made up my mind, because he was on my route, that I would just go ahead and... um, and, and I would just call on him, and I would just bite the bullet. Well, one day as I was coming out of his, um, or going into his office, the Lord began to speak to me. Um, and he just said, listen, he said, today I want you to pray for this guy. And I thought, well, I can do that. I'll just stand out here while he's in there. <laughs> Has anybody ever done that? Sure, we can, we can make it work any way we want. But a lot of times in situations like that, Um, uh, God will say, no, I want you to get more specific. And this was just one of those times that the Lord just said, listen, I want you to go up to him and I want you to ask him if you can pray for him. And I just, folks, I'm going to tell you something. It's like that Chicago episode. You know, what was only actually just a matter of minutes probably it felt like it was a matter of hours. But I've just learned in the past that I didn't want to live with that guilt. So I've just waited for him to take a break and um, and all of a sudden, I, I just approached him, and I just said, listen, uh, his name was Jeff. And I, and I called him by name, and he said, I already told, he said, I already told you. He said, I don't have any work for you. He said, I don't really need any of your services. And I said, I know that. I said, I, I've been here enough times to know that. But I said, I feel like today the Lord wants me to pray for you. And he looked up at me, and he gave me one of those looks of man, I feel sorry for you, but he did that. And he said, well, he said, whatever makes you feel good. And I'll never forget, I, I just sat there and I began to pray. I just said, Lord, help this man. I, I, I want you to touch him and, and give him strength and that type of thing. And, and um, I noticed something when, uh, that I never noticed before when, when he had turned, And I noticed that, you know, how we turn, we can turn like this and we can turn like that. But when he was turning, he had to turn like this. His whole entire body had to turn. And I remember going out of of the place that day. I felt good because I did what the Lord wanted me to do. But I'll never forget, uh, I asked one of the ladies in the office, I said, does uh, Jeff Young, I said, does he have an issue with his body, that type of thing? And they looked at me and they said, don't you know? And I said, no. I said, I have no idea. I said, I just was in his office and I or in his band room, and I just noticed that he, you know, he, he looked like he was hurt, you know, that type of thing. And the lady proceeded to tell me that, that he had been in an accident, a horrible accident, and I forget how many vertebrae on his neck and how many um, uh, issues that he had, but to make a long story short, this man was living in constant pain. And, you know, it's just one of those classic stories that all we can do is see the outer, you know, veneer of somebody, and all we can do is look at what's going on on the outside and actually how they treat us. But God taught me something that day that, you know, sometimes you just never know what people are going through in Jesus' name. Now, that next year, he actually moved on and got a job in the Seattle area, and I never did. I kind of lost contact with him. But, you know, I got to believe that God had him to feel those prayers that day in Jesus' name. Can you think of somebody in your life right now that maybe has that kind of an outer core that maybe that you've experienced, but you'd like to see the Lord just go right inside of them and and, and touch them in Jesus' name? Why don't you just go ahead and lift up your hands right now and ask the Lord to touch them. Why don't you just call on their name? Just call their name out right now. And let's see if the Lord can, can give us some compassion. Praise God. I got a feeling there's a lot of Jeff Youngs out there. Praise God that, boy, they, they're just, they they're just pretty hard. But I believe that the soft power of God can, can, can move upon these people. Yeah, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel like the Lord is doing something. Praise God for somebody special here tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to recognize the Zacchaeuses that are in our lives, Lord God, and so that we can learn how to pray and minister to people, Lord God, that have a pretty hard outer core, in Jesus' name. And I give you praise and I give you glory for what you're doing, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Let's take a few minutes here tonight, and let's let's look at this story. It's found in the 19th chapter of the book of Luke, and it has to do with a situation that um, I think is pretty profound. Bible says in verse number one, I'm in uh, Luke chapter number 19, it says, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Scripture says, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. So he was a tax collector. He was an IRS man on steroids, okay? That's what he was. And so the Bible says, and he sought to see Jesus. Imagine that. And the scripture says who he was and, and could not for the press because he was a little man. He was of, of, The Bible says he was little of stature. And so the scripture says because he was hungry to see this, he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. Look at that. Look at what he's doing. Look at the effort that he's making, praise God. I think this is, this is worth noting, praise God. And the scripture says, and when Jesus came to the place, notice this. The scripture says, he looked up and he saw him. And he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide in thy house. Isn't that something? Praise God. Jesus gave him a personal invitation. I think that's cool. I, I feel like the Lord does that a lot. Amen. In the spirit, I believe that God will invite himself into a lot of situations, and so we see the hunger, we see, you know, what was on the inside of this man by the, by the next coming scriptures. Now, notice this, the Bible says, and he made haste, praise God, and came down and received him joyfully, and when they saw it, they all murmured, again, here we go, you know, Jesus is one of these guys that's trying to minister to sinners, what's he doing? I don't know what this guy is trying to prove here. And the scripture says, and they all murmured that he was gone to be the guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. You want to talk about a picture of repentance you want to talk about a picture that of a willingness to go whatever it takes, Lord God, to get this conscience of mine eased. Yes. Praise God. I think this is a beautiful picture of this. And notice what the response to Jesus was, or of Jesus was. The scripture says, this day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost, praise God. Isn't that a beautiful story yes. of redemption and restoration, praise God? I'm telling you, a lot of these lessons are dealing with that type of thing in our lives, praise God. I believe that God wants to show himself powerful in this, in this area, praise God. And if we'd be willing to step out from time to time, I'm going to tell you something. I believe we could see some Zacchaeuses come to the Lord. And we could see some full repentances take place. And I imagine that that um, it would just, you know, it would just amaze people, praise God. And what a powerful witness that would be, praise God. And so, you know, rejoicing, that's what, that's what heaven is all about, when sinners and when people come and they rejoice in the name of Jesus. And so I believe the Lord wants to help us to find people like this. And I believe God wants to help us to be bold enough to minister to people like this, and to pray the prayer that will affect them for the rest of their lives. Now, you think about that. You know, one word could, could, could make all of the difference in the name of Jesus. You know, we talked about this Sunday morning. We talked about the fact that one act of, of obedience can make all of the difference in the world. Praise God. And so you never know what's on people's hearts. You don't know what kind of rejection they've had. You know, and stories like this go a long way in, in trying to help us to understand and to see the way Jesus wants us to see. Would you like to do that? Would you like to be a part of a, of a Zacchaeus ministry yes. in your neighborhood? Would you like to see through the eyes that God could actually give you to see? Praise God. Why don't you just, right there where you're at, why don't you lift up your hands right now? And let's, let's pray that specific prayer in the name of Jesus. That's beautiful. Come on, let's ask the Lord to give us eyes to see the way he sees in Jesus name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I'm so thankful, Lord God, that we have people in our world, in our lives, Lord God, that you want to touch in the name of Jesus. And I pray that right now, Lord God, that you will help us, that you will give us you will give us that kind of that kind of ministry in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you in advance. I thank you for what you're doing in the name of Jesus. All that you're doing. That there are going to be people that are going to be, literally, they're going to be reached this week, praise God, because of what you're doing for us right here in this Bible study in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, I once was lost, but now I'm, sa- I'm saved in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. I feel that song on my heart. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now... I am found, I was blind, but now I see. Let's sing that again, that first verse. Amazing grace, oh how sweet the sound that saved a wretch. Like me, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Come on, can we lift up our hands and thank the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Let's move on now to your devotionals, and let's look at those daily uh, examples that they give. Praise God. Don't forget the lesson tonight in chapter 15 of Luke, verses 1 through 10, and Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Do yourself a favor and review those verses sometime in the next week or so, and let the Lord speak to your heart, and I believe that God will direct you to something that will be just fantastic in Jesus' name. Day number one, I don't know you remember in your your devotionals there, Dr. David uh, Livingstone, a British explorer who set out on a two-year expedition to find the source of the Nile River in the heart of Africa, and then he disappeared. And finally, you know, um, uh, there was a man named David Living, or not, David Stan, or no, I'm sorry, Henry Morton Stanley, who led an expedition to find David Livingston. And boy, I mean to tell you, that must have been something when he approached him that day, and he said, Dr. Livingston, I presume. That's kind of a historical note, by the way. But, you know, you think about it, Stanley demonstrated tenacity when searching for a lost person when others had given up. Praise God. God, help us to do that in Jesus' name. Day number two. Look at day number two, and we're talking about in your devotionals. talks about in England, in November of 92, this guy, this farmer, lost his hammer in one of his fields. Do you see what he did? He began to look and, and got a metal detector, and all of a sudden, he began to find all kinds of things. Anybody going to get their metal detector out tomorrow and go into their front lawn? Maybe you might find something. You never know. But I thought this was absolutely interesting, and in how all soon archaeologists evac- um, excavated the farmland and discovered nearly sixty pounds of gold and silver objects, including over fifteen thousand Roman coins. Isn't that something? Talk about getting, you know, getting more than you bargained for. Praise God. This is it. And so think about that. I think these are good things. It says here, the Great Commission commands the church to seek out lost souls and to disciple them. When souls are found and are saved, the entire church gains a treasure, a new brother or sister in Christ. And so what we need to do is we need to view these believers as treasures, just like this guy did in Jesus' name. And then um, on day three, it talks about loneliness. It talks about that, you know, um, that 20% of the adult population of America amidst the struggling with loneliness. Well, how many knew what lonely loneliness was before you came to the Lord? Amen. But boy, when you got God, I'm going to tell you something. He's 24-7, isn't he? Right. And so think about that. I believe that there are all kinds of people out there that praise God, God wants to touch in the name of Jesus. And then uh, day number four, we talked about uh, another example here that I won't go into, but read these examples and let the Lord touch you. Let these become something that maybe will motivate and begin to direct your daily life in Jesus' name, that there's lots of lost people out there that I believe that God wants to send us on a little bit of a mission in Jesus' name. Well, why don't you stand with me tonight? I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you uh, uh, being attentive to these Bible studies. And I pray that these verses and these chapters are going to speak to your heart this week in Jesus' name. Praise God. In fact, that's going to be my prayer for you as we conclude this Bible study tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus.